Hi everyone, I'm Krina and this is the Krina Okomos Show. This is an interview series with people that I admire and really made a change in my life. We are exploring questions about life, dreams, how to be more healthy and happy and learning how to deal with pain, pressure and challenges in the private or professional life. I really hope you take a nuggets of wisdom or two and you are improving your own life for the better. I'm super happy to let you know that on today's podcast I'm speaking with Poonam Shtehar Sharma. Poonam is an international yoga teacher, mother, wife and entrepreneur. She was born and brought up in a family of yoga teachers. She's following a yoga traditional that combines ancient wisdom and modern science. In 2011, together with Thomas Teher, Poonam founded Sanapurna. It's a center of yoga and naturopathy. I really hope that this special interview helps you to understand more what is yoga and to learn how you can use yoga to grow and develop the magic of life. You become observer, you start to see yourself, you start to acknowledge better. Even if you are in a denial that, you know, I don't want to look at a certain aspect of my being. Uh, with yoga, you naturally become so aware that you cannot close your eyes anymore. So it stays with you throughout, whether you want it or not. And you start to recognize what is good for me. You, you connect something in you that always tells you what is good for me and what am I doing? Is it good? Is it aligned or not? You always have that information. It's a different story if you listen to that or not. And now let's get to my conversation with the amazing Poonam Shteher Sharma. Hello Poonam. Thank you so much for joining today on this discussion. How are you? you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. For this this uh, interview, I'm so much looking forward. Uh, me too. Um, let's start with the first question, Poonam. I want to know how did you discover the practice of yoga, and how that take you to what you are today. How did I discover um, practice, practice of yoga? Mm-hmm. Yoga discovered me. <laughs> um, yeah. It was part of my family and uh, as a teenager, I thought that was normal. I thought like you talk the subjects of yoga like, like a normal family subject. So my brother, my aunt, they were practicing yoga uh, already for many years and we were the guinea pigs. We were not uh, there out of choice, but yeah, it felt like a normal tradition kind of a thing at home so that's how I got into yoga and uh, how it affects my life today is um, it feels very natural and um, it feels also like a guiding light and after all these years and uh, reflection and observation it feels like um, with yoga I can be who I am and with my principles, with the culture, with the family life and with the work life, it just fills up my universe uh, very beautifully. 
You, as far as I know, you are four brothers in the family and uh, five, bro five brothers together and four out of five, they are practicing yoga in their teacher, yoga teachers, right? Yeah. So how did, how did this, this was happening? Because it's quite special in a family that. Yeah, as I said, like for us, it was normal. Like other families, they talk about, I don't know, football and other things for us. Uh, we heard the discussions of yoga. My aunt and my brother, they started practicing yoga, I don't know, almost I think 35 years ago, something like this, 30, 35 years ago. And uh, so they were both into yoga and during holidays, uh, whenever we got together and uh, these, uh, my brother and my aunt, they will do some kind of yoga programs and um, or they were invited to um, demonstrate some yoga shows for uh, national television at that time. So we, we were always tagged along. They, they did not ask them like if we would like to join them. They just said, oh, tomorrow morning we, we have a uh, shoot. You have to come and uh, practice yoga there. So that's how it started for all of us. So yoga became very, very normal part of our family life. But over the years, um, we all traveled towards yoga. Uh, we, apart from my aunt, my brother, and then me, um, everybody else did other jobs. So. Some of them were in marketing. So I'm counting not only my brothers and sisters, I'm also counting my cousins because three of my cousins are also yoga teachers because that's the aunt and her three children. Um, and somebody was doing marketing. One of them was a language teacher. One of them was interior designer. One of them was working for an art gallery. But somehow life kind of brought us in this field and it felt extremely natural. But I think we were also um, seeing that yoga was giving us uh, the sense of satisfaction. We did it. Mm -hmm. What for me is very interesting is that um, you are coming from a very small village close to New Delhi, right? Yeah, I mean, in Indian it's context, not... it's close to uh, New <laughs> Delhi, but yes. It's... Um, and in that village is quite often um, normal that the woman stays at home and the man is going yeah. to work. And uh, one day you just decide that you want to learn more about yoga and you just start to, you, you, you really study more um, uh, yoga and not going so much into this traditional way of getting married and stay at home and take care of the, of the house. How was this? Because I believe it should really have a lot of courage to do that. Um, the place where we live was, um, it was not super, maybe it's conservative, but it did not feel like that to us. Uh, my parents came from another state than the state where we lived. We lived in Rajasthan. My parents were from Punjab. And uh, simple people as my parents are, but they are somehow visionary and they always see a potential in in you. So even if I grew up in a village where all my classmates were married as soon as we finished our high school, they were like 18, 19, maximum 20. Um, somewhere that 
my parents probably also flirted with the idea that you know by the time i'm 23 24 i should also be married but they never like imposed so i could go to college and study and uh, so they they were always very supporting my parents um, yeah they were different than uh, others and i we never grew up with the idea i did not grow up with the idea that my role as a girl is to stay at home and uh, uh, and just um, become a housewife whereas my classmates or other girls who were in my class they for them it was very clear that uh, they will get married and they will go and um, and later in life uh, through my family uh, i discovered more about yoga and uh, my my when i finished my graduation from it was um, clear that i wanted to work with people so any other form of uh, uh, job search or uh, career search it kind of became absolute i didn't even try anything else uh, except working with people so i started actually working in an ngo but i my need to work with people was so big that i after a year or two i left working for the ngo and i pursued yoga because that gave me a direct access it's very interesting because yoga i think i believe it's interesting to practice but you really fully dedicate your life to yoga and you are inspiring many others to go uh into this journey to become a teacher and to to continue like that i understand that you really and i could see that uh during your classes and um being honored to be my teacher um but how when you discover that really yoga is your calling and you can really just focusing into yoga there are many other activities besides an NGO, working for an ngo um that you can really um communicate and help people when was that moment when you said okay that this is um, it it was uh, in 99 like uh, um i used to go to my brother's classes in delhi so used to teach in uh, some of the international organizations there so it felt so natural and um, and and because i felt attracted to yoga and that took me to the to the school and somehow i also feel like today if i look back i can say yes i was driven towards people or something but i think it was driving me um so I I I discovered my school where I went to study Bihar School of Yoga um I liked yoga so rest it just kind of unfolded and when I arrived to study I I was uh, so happy that I had never been before hmm. and at that time I was not thinking that would it be my last path or not but it was so obvious being there and yeah it was a beautiful very beautiful experience it was just natural coming and somehow you met your half soul during the the university or the school right as well yeah. uh, my husband yes, yes your husband yes. i hope he's the so, half soul right <laughs> yes he's he's my full soul yeah. i don't know where i finish and where he begins and where he <laughs> uh, 
so it was it was the post graduation diploma we did uh, in bihar school of yoga and uh, he also came there um, from switzerland to study and when i saw him for the first time i was pretty young and uh, so how old you were i don't know around 20 more 25 something 25 mm-hmm. something yeah sorry i don't sometimes remember when it was <laughs> the day <laughs> maybe 24 um it was 20 years ago yeah 24 and um he he was there and i looked at him and in my head i said oh not bad and uh, so i met him there but we reconnected um after almost 4 years of our course uh for 3 or 4 years um in geneva so i contacted him through my friends okay and then we became friends during the school we were not the best friends we were not oh. actually we were just classmates that's yeah. funny i didn't know that part yeah um before we are going on with this uh, beautiful story i'm very curious um about um two um topics regarding yoga first of all are you never bored of yoga no i feel i know so little and um i'm nervous about it like uh, uh, sometimes even if i don't get to study a lot i walk around my house with many books that i have and uh, um yeah i actually um i think it will need me a couple of lives before i'm good <laughs> i see so you're at the beginning after how many years how many years are in total approximately uh, 20 20 20 yeah. years Yeah. Wow. More seriousness the yeah, last 20 years I would say. Wow. Flirting I was already doing, you know, before. But 20 years <laughs> is the official I would say. Official. That's impressive. Yeah. What do you think makes yoga yoga? What makes yoga so Oh, tough question. Big one. <laughs> um it's about exploring the potential and giving a possibility that uh, you're not limited neither you are limited within yourself or nor you are limited in your external world and you can continue to discover yourself and uh, the idea of um, you know growing and developing Um, with yoga you learn to do that you learn the magic of life i guess yeah. this is actually what uh, brings me to the other um to the next question um how can you take yoga off the out of the mat which you are actually almost answer now right no there can be more and i am i always uh, actually when i'm on mat and with people I'm always interested uh, to it's like you know give yoga off the mat so when somebody finishes a class or when somebody comes in the class um I never target what happens on the mat it's like um you know when you say you go for a dinner so cooking in the kitchen or cutting the vegetable is not dinner what happens after you have cooked 
the dinner and served it that's how you so what happens afterwards when you sit and you digest what you've done on the mat um is that's when yoga happens and with the yoga you just to make it really to the point is you become observer you start to see yourself you start to acknowledge better even if you are in a denial that you know i don't want to look at a certain aspect of my being uh, with yoga you naturally become so aware that you cannot close your eyes anymore so it stays with you throughout whether you want it or not and you start to recognize what is good for me you you connect something in you that always tells you what is good for me and what am i doing is it good is it aligned or not you always have that information it's a different story if you listen to that or not but probably you need to give a little bit of time like if you do the first time yoga in your life and you go there and you start to really you are stressed how i'm doing this exercise oh my god what is this position oh everybody's looking at me i'm really stressed um takes a while until you go into it this does. journey it does if you go on the mat for the first time um go with an open mindedness so first time is always um it's questions it's curiosity it's uh sometimes you are also not so, it's like critical mind at times on and stuff so one time yoga is really um, not enough then second time you start to feel your body more and third time you become even more critical only in fourth and fifth time you realize um what uh, is good and you receive from yoga for the new beginner so if you're starting with yoga and there is all the articles and this kind of conversation that we are having right now it sounds sometimes far away and far fetched mm-hmm. like oh i don't feel like this oh i don't think that way which is pretty natural so when you go to do yoga you have to do your research that the person you're doing yoga with do they resonate with you or do you have a reference point is some of your friends telling you about them because we are so many different types of people some people like spiritual style of yoga some people like a very physical yoga some people like it mix of both so if you're a new person and you want to connect with your calling please do a research my guru ji said again i told you i give big answer to a small question. please no i think it's i think everyone <laughs> is, really wants to know more so my guru ji says one thing he, in hindi he says um pani piyo chhan ke guru banao jaan ke so when you drink the water please filter it and you do the same for the teacher also in in this case don't look for a guru or anything but your yoga teacher please do a bit of a research and um, then go there because then your process becomes much easier mm-hmm. i hope i answered it i i gave a big answer no no um i uh I think it's important and I think it's important to just uh, like you said uh let let it come when it has to come 
How was your for you the the first? I'm sure that many 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 they are very curious now. Um, as you are, um, besides that, you are having amazing yoga classes. You are organizing teacher trainings. How was it for you, your first, uh, your first experience as a teacher in front of the class? I, I'm I'm personally speaking a lot in front of the public, uh, and I love that. But when I had my first five minutes to teach in front of some colleagues that I already knew, I was. Mm. How was it for you, Punam? Look, it was almost uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> But I'm sure <laughs> that you remember some parts because it's kind. Is it not something that it's? I don't know. Stays there. Is it? Is mm, it? No. No. I. I forgot, but what I remember, I remember like on a later uh, stage, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of like feedbacks and teaching and stuff. So it was, it made me nervous. And, uh, but I started slow, small steps. So that, uh, and I didn't, right now I'm leading, I'm directing a teacher training. And it almost uh, feels supernatural. But uh, when I started, it was really baby steps. And, uh, but, and so then I, it was a small group. So one of the main that I taught much more, it was a small group. It was a very like um, nice setting. And so that, that helped me. And somehow it, it worked. And um, that's how I got into the routine. But uh, over time, what used to happen is that I used to prepare my lessons and I used to, um, I had a good education in yoga. I have to, I'm very happy about it, that I'm not only, I haven't only studied, um, as like a small phase, I had a one and a half years of education, uh, residential um, course. So I, I thought I had a good education. But to bring that education, to teach to people, it takes many years. So I got at times uh, feedback where they, they would always say, you know, I need clarity. I need to have a structure and clarity. And I always wondered, like, what are they talking about? And um, over the years, I realized communication is what other person understands. Mm -hmm. So it's not that, you know, what Sanskrit or the depth of yoga that I know that actually doesn't matter what matters is that what i'm able to bring it forward so it take, it took me years to get to that point I, I, yeah. but at times i cried i cried in the like in the evening when we used to get the feedback after a whole day and uh, and i used to feel like wow I, i think i did a good session and uh, and the feedback would say something else <laughs> uh, that used to make me cry really yeah What for me, what is very interesting is um, being part of this um, beautiful um, energy that you are creating. And actually, um, before I mention that, um, let's let's continue the um, the story with the, when you met your husband and how long was taking until uh, Sanapurna was um, created. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, and then? I have some. So more we questions. met in 2001. Mm -hmm. We got married in 2007. So it was. It took okay. us eight years. <laughs> yeah. 
mm-hmm. if you close if you don't let if you close your doors of your um, heart or your thinking or your plan it's not negative but then that's a different choice that you make mm-hmm. we made a choice of being inclusive and that's why it's home but it's still related to, um very much to your values even the way how he- everything is built you know it's environmental friendly and it is not everywhere where you go to do yoga you feel like home there you really feel and it's not only my opinion i heard many others um mention that actually i got recently um two three very beautiful messages um yesterday when i told them the story of uh, opening of sanapurna and it was like nine years and then she one of the girls she said um this place actually saved my life last mm-hmm. year and uh, there was another one uh, like yesterday when i arrived in the office i received a card that you know when i talk to them on the mat you know i always talk individually as you know in the on the mat i never um so i name people and say hey you can do this and but the i would name other person and say but you should do the other thing so Uh, and then she said there were so many times that i said things and they she felt that they made sense for her but you know it's it's being guided that's how my parents are that's how my mother is mm-hmm. it's uh very interesting how when you you know i i did uh, uh yoga in san francisco and there it's music and candles and when i came the first time into your class i realize i know you are um, using candles and uh, music um, um sometimes when you're inspired by that but i realize that you actually don't need that it's just everything comes so natural sometimes um you are just coming you look to the people you care about everyone in the class you i don't know how you manage it you know the name of everyone and you can even change the whole class based on that yeah how is how, how you manage that do you did you had this from the beginning or it was coming with time so it's a mix mm-hmm. so the name um once i went for a course and then one of the example they said that you know when you tell, when people say you know i'd never remember the name they said when you start with that then you will never remember them so if you say i remember the names then you will start remembering the name <laughs> like so, that yeah so i ask names and uh, if i forget then i ask again and sometimes i ask names four or five times but i always have a little conversation even during the class people are holding the trikonasana and uh, i sometimes ask them so how was your interview and uh, so how is your ankle how is your back you so people give me information and i take it mm-hmm. then somebody tells me something it's not that you know it's because you go in a yoga class and you have to have uh, your tick box then you cannot keep it in your head but if somebody tells you something and you listen to them when you look at them then you will remember it so that's there uh, then about creating the class it's also because i learned um, i i got influenced a lot by my brother also uh, he with him i learned just to dare go touch ask 
and uh, hands-on adjustments when at that time there were not so many people who were doing her hands-on adjustment and still there are not so many people who do hands-on adjustment so, so that gave me a, a more chance to get to know how to change or modify the class so that also gave me a lot of encouragement um there was something else i wanted to say yeah these are main things you know you and because my education happened um, in bihar school of yoga we did not learn how to create your class we learned about asanas about uh, the benefits about how can you use the same asana differently or basic philosophy or we did a lot of karma yoga so we were able to live the idea of yoga so i was never limited by a concept i I'm, i don't come from a school where i was given a planned class and that gave me that freedom and that i i also do with my students so it's a lot of creativity besides um, an understanding of the subject mm-hmm. I'm very curious um is it a difference between practicing yoga to a class in India uh and practicing a yoga to Sanapurna is it a difference like from yoga in India to yoga that yes you can practice in Europe um I left India a long time ago but mm-hmm. things have changed in India mm-hmm. um but approach to yoga the craze for yoga and the routine for yoga is very different in western in india and here i have to admit because people are so involved and uh, they also are not ready to swallow anything you give that uh, that's very nice for a yoga teacher so for me i really enjoyed working here mm-hmm. it 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 helped me develop better those challenges and sometimes even tough times uh, in the classes allowed me to grow a lot so i like it okay i have another question for you and uh what it says to you julia roberts <laughs> <laughs> um a small um, part of my yoga journey um and it happened uh, one of the projects that we got uh, for eat pray love and i was really in a famous that... movie i mean it's really a famous movie and the book even much more famous than the movie yes. i think i personally like book more <laughs> like the book yeah yeah but i think uh, if if you are used to read books uh, then um, i think mm-hmm. people tend to have more soft corner for the book mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it was very actually interesting experience um or being on the set and seeing how everybody prepares and you see how the director works and how the people who do the lighting works and how the duplicate uh, model of Julia Roberts would come to check the light and the fitting and the frame so that she has to spend minimum time But yeah she was a big uh, um, happening at that time uh, especially mm-hmm. in Delhi and uh, meeting with her was also very nice she's uh, when you meet her you can see she's like a simple person like us mm. and um, 
she had to play the part where she was not able to sit comfortably in a meditation uh, where is she's she's perfect um, in the lotus, yeah. the lotus pose right basically yeah, we're yeah. helping her to find the correct uh position i was there to look after the, like her positions and the, also give the advice on the set mm. that it looked like uh, the ashram so there were a lot of like um, inputs around it uh, okay. small inputs yeah and there was a moment when uh, yeah where she ended up having a chat with my son he was at that time i think two and a half something like this <laughs> and he was wearing this little necklace for the teeth pain uh, and then she said oh yeah my son also has this one so that's how you see that you mm-hmm. know people are simple it's mm-hmm. their 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 situation or their circumstances are different yeah he so is very kind person yeah like this you can understand better a person especially in these situations right yeah yeah um i want to um um read you something um about uh personal learning that i had from you and you said once that when you learn a lot about yourself anything that the people are maybe ju- judging you or everything that can be very painful sometimes is good to not heal right away because the acknowledge starting and the acknowledgement starting after healing process can you tell me the, when, tell so when me. you acknowledge that's when the healing that's starts the healing starting mm-hmm. yeah yeah because whatever we collect it's not collected in an instant it's a collection of years and um, even if we don't want to be influenced by people we end up being influenced because that's how it's been told us and how that's how it's taught and we constantly throughout our life we keep on judging ourselves we try to fit ourselves in an invisible frames and everybody does that and it somehow gives us a lot of pain mm-hmm. so once you start to recognize it and you find your freedom that's when the healing starts it's also when there is a scratch on your body the first layer doesn't come first it's like it's a very complex healing process how the skin starts to heal and that's how we we should also be and you should not rush because it's not only pain it's also learning it's something that you can then contribute then you can guide so your pain your challenge your struggle um it sounds easy to say that it teaches you something but uh, it does and only when you are not feeling vulnerable you realize what you learned out of it mm-hmm. so you can give you you become support to others it sounds That's easy but it's not <laughs> it's not it's really not it's really not but you you know it for yourself like um you have had your enough challenges and and i also have my challenges i'm not mm-hmm. saying anybody's better or more or right but it's 
allows us to be empathetical and uh, understanding we start to hear others mm-hmm. if, if we haven't been there we tell others mm-hmm. so if you haven't experienced you tell others how to live a better life but if you know the life you ask how are you how do you feel where do you feel it what happened and that also what you asked me like how can i create a class like this because i hear i can give i can take care i love that thank you punam this is a a big one and i hope our listening listeners are um, really um getting to their heart you are a mentor you are a yoga teacher you are an entrepreneur a wife and a mother and many more how can you manage to keep this balance i make sure my husband is cooking the dinner <laughs> <laughs> so then we need some recipes from your husband for sure <laughs> <laughs> no it's um um i think acknowledgement again If you open your eyes you acknowledge you can see there is a lot of help and a lot of inspiration too and then I'm saying things like this it sounds very easy because mm-hmm. 9 years ago when we started our business our son was around 3 and a half years old and we started our business with uh, no money in our pocket we went to people and we we got the loans from people we took We did a big renovation. You have seen Sanapurna. It's a very high quality renovation, like constructing the yoga rooms and showers and kitchen and everything. Uh, so it was a tough journey. There was fear. There was a fear. There was a tiredness. There was endless work. There was from doing accounting to teaching yoga to prepare manual and a printing manual and then going home and taking care of the son and this and that. There was a lot going on, um, but in those moments, I took help. Uh, if I felt emotionally challenged, I called the people I love, and I know that they will guide me. When I felt physically tired, then I did yoga nidra, and uh, also even in the most vulnerable times or challenges, uh, we took a time out always. so even if you feel like you know you can't move even an inch if you go away from your workplace it would cost you it would bind you down um sometimes you have to do so this was really the key and um planning is the key and um then as i said people help and people also teach you how can you plan better so at one point a small thing like somebody helped you create a google doc somebody helped you create a whatsapp group so today what the group is yeah also help and expertise people give you give their expertise and do the research so let's say about the websites on apurna website um so when we started apurna within two months we painted and renovated uh, the small place that we had first and not the center we have today within those two months we prepared a website um, in english and in german we le- i learned how to update and change 
and program like work with the programs uh, on our website mm-hmm. i learned how to create a newsletter how to send the newsletter how, and how to do the facebook page and stuff so within two months and the software that we are using mind body so there was a lot of software training on top of it mm-hmm. interior designing and uh, but planning planning and support taking the support it helps is it the same tips um for that you would say uh, during this interesting time because now we are living quite an interesting time where yes. you have to even use more technology you have many of the classes uh, via zoom um i mean uh, they were quite an interesting part how did you manage that was it similar you would say um, yeah it was like restarting our business restarting wow it was like that it was um, so we went it, in the moment it felt like you know you are like on a titanic and you you play your music till the end so we stayed open as long as we were allowed mm-hmm. and because uh, my I worked with my husband he was always Thomas he always was well informed and he always took a step ahead from um, from what was coming from the federal government when it came from the distance from the hygiene for the so we installed like disinfection stuff and hygiene level went like skyrocketing in our studio at that time mm-hmm. but then we had to stop and then we had to move from in-house classes to online class that means we had to program all the classes that means we had to speak with all our team at that time it was because people never did it before we had to ask which team members were ready to teach online and which were not so having a whole planning for the new schedule and uh, and then i got trained me and tom we got trained uh, in zoom how to use zoom how to send the links to create like client lists who have signed up because you can't copy paste every single client it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and um and then training every single team member and keeping their morale high it's uh very important that you take care of your team and uh, listen to them and uh support them so we did like two days Three days we spent in uh, training them and giving them all the information they needed. So within a week we were online, and at that time during the lockdown, when people were saying, "Oh, you know, I don't know what to do with my time, and I'm baking a lot of bread," um, for us it was a positive. We worked twice as much. Mm-hmm. I I can understand that uh, technology is really important in this game. What I'm very curious to know is. How do you see this technology incorporated into Ayurvedic and yoga life as well? And I'm telling you this because um, I'm uh, measuring almost everything. I have uh, a device that is measuring my sleep. I have a device that you were even seeing a few days ago is measuring my uh, uh, my sugar level, uh, my my Apple Watch. And it was very interesting because the first time when I came to your your uh, yoga class, I start my activity. and after a few minutes i stop it i felt i want to be there and not measure anything else 
And oh, I realize you don't wear your watch anymore in the I, car. I, yes, sometimes do. I still do <laughs> because now I But have not, to measure. But not it's not so prominent. It was uh, like it was in the beginning. Exactly. Ah, so you saw it. <laughs> you did the best. Yeah, because or... now, no, because now you're mentioning <laughs> that I remember yeah. that. We had a talk about it. Yes, we did. And um, yeah, it was even my husband there and we were both into that. Yes. And yes. Um, my question is, yes, I understand that especially in this pandemic, we really need, need technology. But on the other side, all this technology, how can we like, where is the balance between that? And I'm very curious to know your opinion about this topic. So you can consider me uneducated almost. Um, <laughs> So I use my, for example, my telephone, I use for call, FaceTime and WhatsApp to talk to my family and with my team. Um, recently, I deleted the app of Facebook, uh, Instagram and YouTube from my telephone. Um, I personally don't know how the Apple Watch works. Um, actually, I don't wear watch since many years. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, So that's one part. But on the other hand, what I like is that um, like Zoom became very popular. So mm -hmm. one should not go in any extreme. It's it's your choice. Like, you know, I don't wear a watch because I anyways don't wear a watch and I'm not interested into like jewelry and watch. I don't wear any jewelry. Like I used to wear some, but I saw over the years, little by little, I took out everything I was wearing, like a, a ring or ears. But that's a personal choice. It's not that um, I, I have an aversion. So you have to find your balance. I would not overdo it because uh, with the theory of yoga is that you also disconnect with the distractions of the mind so that you can get to know yourself, like your physical self, your emotional self. And if you're constantly occupied, it's very tiring. The reason why I gave up Instagram is I used to feel very tired. So that's why I didn't want to waste my energy there. Um, but you should know, let's say, I know how the technical aspect works, how my software works, how my website works. And if needed, I can do Instagram for my, my company. But if it's not needed, I wouldn't. So it's a personal choice, but search for balance. Mm -hmm. I just feel sometimes, especially now in, in these times, we somehow search more from outside, trying to get our answer of that we actually have to search inside, you know, like, okay, what is my sugar? How I am? Who am I? Maybe uh, one of device will even uh, answer of these questions uh, faster and probably we think easier than uh, doing our own journey. But you have to then also see that how do you feel? Do you feel fulfilled or do you feel empty? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So exactly. It's 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 kind of consuming. It kind of sucks your prana. The a lot of technology it sucks your prana. Mm -hmm. You feel depleted. You can try it. Yeah, you can try it and see how you feel. <laughs> I tried many <laughs> times to delete my Instagram. <laughs> It's very I mean, exercise. look, see how you feel when you go in a forest for a walk or not even a, in a forest. You can just go for a walk somewhere or uh, sit and close your eyes. Or when you're eating, you can focus on your food or um, listen to the music when you are cutting your vegetable or something. Where is you spend um, 
an hour, two hours on Instagram or on YouTube and then how you feel. So make a small comparison based on your lifestyle. You don't have to go extreme either again. Mm-hmm. I, I am not for extremes. I feel like try and see. You shouldn't agree right away. Mm-hmm. Try and see. Check, check for yourself. Um, we don't know what will happen in the future regarding the whole pandemic topic. Maybe we never knew what we never would know. happen. We exactly. did not know about the pandemic either that it would come. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we never know anything at the end what will happen exactly. in the future. Yes. But I'm curious to know ba- uh, because you are organizing uh, teacher trainings. Are you thinking to integrate into the teaching even how to teach on the Zoom as a teacher? Are you thinking about that or do you think it's too early? So we did one training already and very successful. Okay, that's great. Was, yeah, so the training before yours, mm-hmm. half of it was uh, online. Okay. And uh, yes, and that also helped us like get better in our, we had to study our subject again and prepare better and for the interactive part. Um, so yes, I see it for yoga teachers and for the new yogis. Uh, I see it as a potential and uh, those who are not uh, in Europe or something, I think we should benefit from this situation mm-hmm. and explore the teacher across the globe. I think it's great. Yeah, that's true. Speaking about across the globe, now it's basically when you have a, a Zoom uh, class, you compete even with more studios because they are all the studios across the globe. And I'm very curious. I mean, I know personally the answer when I'm going to Sanapurna or via Zoom Sanapurna. But from your side, what do you think you differentiate than others, other yoga classes? Like than other people? Like than other people that they are teaching via Zoom as well. Basically, you know, now you can join any classes around the world. You can just join yeah. a class in New York. Or you can join a class in Sanapurna, um, the studio in, in Zurich. What do you think will be that, like, what do you think it's different or special or why they should choose Sanapurna? <laughs> <laughs> um, I always acknowledge. Normally, you know, um, but if I answer you in general, it would be marketing wise, not great. I think people should follow their teachers, but they say they, because they have a choice, they should also explore. So what we offer is it's a very homely, it's a very, it's warm yet structured. Um, it's a fine mix between uh, spiritual and also practical. Um, I like spirituality in a non mushy way. And uh, whenever somebody new comes to my class, I always have a chat with them. And uh, I, I am available always. I want to be available. So this is this. I don't think it's very common. Mostly, teachers are frightened if the students ask too many questions. And I'm very excited about it. I see that at the end of the class, and I try to really give you the space. But there are so many that they are really <laughs> going to ask, and it's amazing. You really have, yeah. I, it's. And you feel home, I'm sorry, definitely. I, I missed you last time when, when we wanted to talk and I got into the conversation, but I knew that we had to talk and I went searching for you, but then you were gone. 
I, I, I really like to, to give your, your space and especially Thank because you. I see that there are so many people that they want to ask. I thought at least let's make one less. Um, but yeah, I, I can see that you really um, care and really want that everyone is so good. I'm very curious about um, your morning practice. What is your morning? How, how is a, a morning um, practice look for Poonam from the moment when you wake up? I'm very curious. Um, mornings are, for me, it's my time at home. So I'm a yoga teacher, but I'm also a housewife. Somewhere in my heart, I'm a, I'm a woman. So I like to, you can call it karma yoga or something, that I like to leave my place um, in a good shape. For me, it's, it's a spiritual practice that I have to do that... Um, take care of things and leave a good energy. So I do rituals to create a good energy in my house. And um, for my practice, I do it during the day. But like so, when you wake up, you wake up very early in the morning or no? Are no. you meditating? At night. At night. And during the afternoon. You know, the downfall in the modern times of being a yoga teacher, you work till late. Yeah. And uh, I'll, and because I also do the office work, I like to keep my energies uh, good. So mm-hmm. I maintain, I, I like to be in a good um, physical and mental space and also emotional space before, when I go to teach. I can't, I, you cannot empty your tanks mm-hmm. and then go. But when I'm teaching let's say, around the, for the teacher trainings and stuff, so I always wake up very early. And I'm mentally prepared, so like uh, listening to mantras and being I, in that zone, I create an atmosphere. So in the morning, it's about creating an atmosphere, my inner or outer atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And then during the do- day, I do my practice and uh, either at night or in the afternoon, later in the afternoon, uh, I practice uh, yoga nidra or um, meditation. And when you are practicing the yoga, and how many minutes do you practice yoga for yourself? Uh, 45 minutes to Per day? No, two, three Not times a, a week. Two, three. Do, you think this is, do you think this is enough for a person that will like to really join yoga and really discover himself? Do you think it's enough two, three times per week? So there are two questions. Mm -hmm. I want to break it down, like to join the yoga and to to discover themselves, to start yoga and to stay encouraged. After all these years of my experience, I would say uh, practice two, maximum three times per week, a rhythm that you can maintain. More than that, sometimes, you know, you do like five, six times a week and then your rhythm falls and then you fall out. So. A very, very um, successful way is two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. self-discovery, um, you should detach from that idea. Your self-discovery starts happening. Mm-hmm. Because when we when we tell somebody who's new to yoga and if they want to go to yoga, just because they have a back pain or they want to feel energized, that's also a type of self-discovery. But the words like self-discovery uh, can be scary sometimes for people. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
so i i i try to make it simple but the depth comes you know it's like when you dig the the ground at one point the water will come out so you will find you will be able to create a well and find the water mm-hmm. it's bound to happen you bound to feel good you bound to find success or you don't it's up to you you have to cho- you it have the choice you see the <laughs> no it's how you see the success of your uh, your uh, It's now really, you cha- now yeah. you challenge me and I want to ask you what is success for you? What is success for me? Um in more simple words if when I go to bed I feel like there is a peace around me there is a peace in my heart and um I that's that's success for me. But on the commercial level or the professional level um again and the desire to learn more and to acknowledge what you have but we have to drop the conventional way i don't measure my success by by numbers only yeah the zero game that many people they uh, somehow describe it success like that yeah i mean i had so many students who left their most successful jobs and uh, they became yoga teachers i mean they made far more than i did or something and um, so success is what you feel in you mm-hmm. a sense of satisfaction i love that punam i would so love to speak I, with you how it is uh, how it is i feel i'm sorry it's i'm not trying to say anything but i think i come from a simple background or um my parents are very happy simple people but i understand and, that i understand that yeah, and i think is um yeah i hope many people will really understand in this way the success and not playing with the zero game and feeling so empty inside so yeah. i uh, i really hope that um yeah we all go somehow in our way to a similar stage i would love to speak with you more um I would love to have you for 24 hours interview because I know that I have so many things to learn and uh, oh. I'm really inspired. I have one last question. It was very difficult Thank to really you. squeeze so many questions yeah. in such a such a small time because you are such an inspiration and it's uh it's so much to learn from it, but we can move it to another episode and um many Thank more you. hopefully. My last question is um Thank you. If you are going back in time to little Poonam what you will tell her now Yeah what will be one advice or one message that you will tell to her You will not believe but um, I will just tell her that uh, you know what you've been doing it's it's good you keep going you're just doing it <laughs> good Keep going because I was a happy child And this today I was thinking about um in my head I was having a conversation with my uh, one of my childhood friends uh, and I realized that how principally how fundamentally different we were because I was not driven by like uh, jealousy competition or something I enjoyed I I I grew up in a very nice place I enjoyed it I'm very thankful to universe and uh, to my parents and 
yeah to my teachers from my school to to my journey of yoga thank you very much punam such a beautiful uh, ending of our interview and uh, i invite everyone to join uh, at least once a class with you from all over the world at Sanapurna. I will make sure to really link everything. It was really an honor um, taking this time for for us um, into this. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. Thank you. So Thank much. you so much for this beautiful conversation, dear Poonam. This was Poonam Shteher Sharma yoga teacher, mother, wife, and entrepreneur. I really wish you all the best from all your projects and to really keep going, inspiring so many people as you do now. For more inspiring interviews, head it over on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, or wherever you are listening now. I have many more surprises coming soon. If you like today's show, please share it with your friends, family or community. I'm Krina and you've been listening to the Krina Okumus show.